You're listening to Mission Music. My name is Stefan Aronson from Balance Breakfast. And I'm Corey from Silence No Good. We have two guests here that I'm very excited. Um, we'll let them introduce themselves from the left to the right. I'm left. Yeah, which yeah, way's left? Be. All right. That's right to me. Um, yes, my name is Mark Pearson. Uh, I'm an attorney with Arc Law Group. I'm Balanced Breakfast attorney. Stefan's attorney. That's why someone was going to stab me or something. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be here. It's Thanksgiving weekend, so it's coming to an end, which is kind of like there's a little bit of a letdown as everybody gets yeah. ready to go back and do whatever they do. Sugar but, crash. Uh, but here we are. We're going to cap this weekend off, have some fun, listen to some music. And um, yeah, you guys are going to ask me questions, I'm assuming. I'm really, I'm really glad you didn't drown either. Yeah, you know what's funny is uh, we were talking. I, I was supposed to go to Tahoe. We left on Tuesday to head up there. They closed the road. Oh, wow. We turned around and came back home. Never made it. Got back, and uh, my office is, is near the corner of uh, Del Mar and Waller in San Francisco. And there was so much water coming down Del Mar Street. It was hitting this parked car at the bottom and literally going over the car like a what? wave. Yeah, it was, cool. it was gnarly. Did you get video? <laughs> Uh, there is video online of oh, nice. some that there was somebody there shooting video. Also, oh, at yeah. the corner of Haight and Ashbury, like a whole homeless camp was washed down the street, oh, and there was a giant cardboard box, and it was like circling the drain. That's, That's the crazy. video to watch. It's hilarious. It's like ten minutes of a cardboard <laughs> box sad. literally going around in circles at the at the drain at the corner of Haight and Ashbury. If it's, if it's ten minutes long, does that mean we have to watch it on Instagram TV? No, but I think you should set it to the Benny Hill theme song. And then, like, speed it up a little bit. You know, and you speed it up a little bit so the box is just like spinning fast and people are walking by real quick. Yeah, that'd be good. Take our advice. Do this. Yes, do this. I was actually in Minnesota with all the the rain, so I didn't see much of it. I was in Portland. I was in Portland the whole week, so I was watching it on Instagram, like. Um, drain, drain covers like lifting off and like water flying out of things. It was intense. Sounds intense. Yeah, it was intense on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram intense. My my life was fine, but Instagram was intense this week. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do in Portland? Um, well, let's see. Hung out with family. Wrestled with uh, nieces and nephews. Sat at the kids' table during turkey dinner. <laughs> I can totally uh, picture this. You have set this up so well with your with you. I, you are definitely that person that sits at the kids' table. There's supposed to be a certain age that you you grow out of the kids' table, uh-huh. and and then it's like you're in your 20s, joking that you're. I'm still sitting at the kids' table. <laughs> and then and then you're 40, and you're like, I'm still. You're 40 sitting at the kids' table. <laughs> Whoa, what the heck? <laughs> Story of our lives. Yeah. On to music. <laughs> on to music. On to the guests of the day. <laughs> I definitely feel like I belong at the kids' table sometimes. Why not? Well, <laughs> there's a difference between belonging at the kids' table and being put at the kids' table. Oh. So um, how's, your, how, how's your life going with that? Uh, yeah, how's your weekend? Yeah, well, you know, uh, being a kid at heart is a good way to keep your life long and happy. So that's my advocacy PSA for the day. I'm just worried that Have my kids? I'm just worried that my conversation skills haven't grown beyond um, eight or nine. I mean, that's the average age of my nieces and nephews. So, so you banter well with them. Oh, th- our conversations are deep. How deep? Um, number one and number two. 
Like poop? poop? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And burp jokes. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. He must be a treat. <laughs> yeah, it's a treat. <laughs> um, well, I'm excited to have both of you here. Uh, the the um, I feel like we've got a good coastal coverage here because we've got all the way from Santa Cruz to San Francisco covered right now. Mm-hmm. Mar- Mark's in the hate. Indeed. Uh, and you're in Santa Cruz? Yeah, so... Um, my name is Aliza Hava, and I, I yeah, just want to thank you guys. I was guys. wondering if you introduced yourself. <laughs> I was waiting for that, I just want to thank you guys yeah. for having me on the show today. This is awesome. <laughs> and, yeah, I drove up from Santa Cruz uh, to join you today. And, yeah, Santa Cruz is a very uh, very beautiful place, definitely a, a drive. Um, they've been working on the Route 17, so it's a lot safer than it used to be. Hmm. Um, they widened the roads, so thank you, California DOT uh, for that. And yeah, uh, happy to be here and have some exciting news to share about some things I'm working on. So, you know, just happy to also banter and, you know, hear what you have to say about your uh, childhood. I, I, f- I find that sometimes sometimes it's better if I let you guys join the banter. Otherwise, I take us completely the wrong direction. But I'm down. I'm down to Noted. try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you you you'll both be in charge of keeping me on track. All right. All right I'll try to. I was I wasn't wor- I wasn't thinking you were going to be any. Yeah, help. you probably should. It's <laughs> not my job. Um. Well, how is how is the music uh, scene slash business in in Santa Cruz right now? Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, very diverse, I would say. There's, you know, you have the local music scene. I'll just, you know, preface this by saying I helped start the local chapter of Balanced Breakfast in Ooh. Santa Cruz a couple of years ago. Ooh. And our Facebook group has close to 400 musicians. Mm. And uh, we've taken a pause over the last year because um, some of our, our leadership moved away and we had a hard time finding like a, a steady place to have a meeting. But we're actually kicking it back up uh, this week, Thursday night. We're doing a holiday party. And um, we have a wonderful venue. It's the Mulberry Studio Recording Studio, and we've got a really great guest list. And anybody who's a member of Balanced Breakfast or who's in the area, who's in the music industry, is welcome to join us. Um, we'll post the uh, we'll post the info on Facebook for anybody who's checking it out on the Balanced Breakfast group on the page. Um, but yeah, the scene is very interesting because you know it's a balance between live music and local bands, and then bands who are touring through nationally touring acts that come through. Um, who will you know play at, at venues like Mo's Alley or the Catalyst, and then come up to San Francisco or vice versa, go you know come down the coast, um, and then you know you really have some really interesting tech companies that are coming out of Santa Cruz. Um, Santa Cruz is really working on its um, on its tech startup. Uh, I guess you could say community slash uh, resourcefulness um, the way that the the city and the the county in general but really city of Santa Cruz and some you know tech uh, focused people are trying to really embrace you know more tech happening so there's some great music tech companies in Santa Cruz there's I would call you know Universal Audio is based in Scotts Valley right on the verge right on the edge of Santa Cruz they're you know one of the most amazing you know, audio plugging companies in the world, mm-hmm. and um, they're awesome. And then you've got um, Audible Magic, which is also right in that area, and they do some interesting, you know, content ID stuff. Mm. So, you know, you've got these uh, companies there. You've got the local music scene. You got the touring scene. You got, you know, this Balanced Breakfast group, and then 
I personally started my own music tech company as a result of being an artist working to figure out how to make it as an artist in the digital era. Mm -hmm. So um, the Santa Cruz tech community has been very supportive of my work, and I actually won a startup competition earlier this year. And uh, grand prize was a really nice fat check. Thank you. Nice. Monterey, California State, Monterey Bay for that. And um, yeah, and tomorrow we're launching. Yeah. Right on. So it's kind of been a busy, busy season. Where should people go for that? Um, Musiciansbass.com. That's musicians, plural, bass, B-A-S-S, as in badass superstar, dot com. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Boom. Mark, do you do you represent any tech companies? <clears throat> yes. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, and uh, unfortunately, I can't talk about the one that I uh, I'm currently doing some work for. Um, they've asked that I not do that on any public-facing <laughs> communication. This would be that, would it? right? And probably nobody. I I could give you. A, I could let you guess. Yeah. Interesting. What kind of company? They. So it's uh, a music company. Uh, there is music component to the company. Okay. So audio company? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. They're very, very large. They're very large. They're very much in tune with what people in a much younger uh, generation than us TikTok. are interested Snapchat. in. You're, 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 in the, you're in the right vein. Um, YouTube? I downloaded you're TikTok. You're even closer. AI Google? songwriting? You're, you're close. Close. Not, you not, were close with YouTube. YouTube. Um, um, video games. Oh, Twitch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I, I do I like some work for well. Twitch. Um, okay. <laughs> no, and they're great. And I've, and, he didn't uh, say yeah, it, though. I didn't say it. No, no, they just have a thing. They don't like anybody that works there not to, to discuss what they do uh, without clearing it. Mm-hmm. And so... That's kind of how we get it. But, but I do a very small work for them because mm-hmm. most of my practice is working with musicians and people and entertainment actors and things like that. So, um, yeah. But uh, Santa Cruz is cool. I was actually down there for the Santa Cruz Music Festival. Ooh, when was that? Which was really cool. This was back in September. Okay. September, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I went to, I was invited by a band that, I, that I'm now working with to come check them out. And so that was great. But uh, the bartender at, um, is it like Blue Lagoon? Does that sound right? Yeah. The bartender right. at Blue Lagoon says, do you like punk rock? And I said, yeah. And I was there with my uh, summer clerk. And um, he said, you got to go check out this band. You're going to love them. Okay. So we went. And it was like at, it wasn't even like a music hall. It was like a, like a lodge, like a Elks Lodge place. Um, and it, they were called the Randy Savages. Nice. And... They dressed like Randy. They spoke like Randy. All their songs were about wrestling, and it was. But they were good. They were actually very talented. <laughs> but they were good. But they were good, and like you weren't expecting it. And like, but between <laughs> yeah, every song, they would go into like a multiple dudes speaking in Randy Savage to each other. And the best part was, okay, first they were good. They were loud. They're good. But at the end of the set, they decided to start wrestling each other. And they literally came within inches of smashing all of the gear from the next band that was loading in. No. They like oh literally God. flipped into the gear, right to the gear and crashed. And you saw everybody go, <gasps> because like a drum kit almost was completely destroyed. But that would have been apropos considering they were the Randy Savages. But the Randy Savages, so I'm sure they're, they play in and around uh, Santa Cruz a lot. 
um, definitely, if you like punk rock, they were very, they were good. They were funny. And, uh, and I actually enjoyed the show more than I, than I thought I would. I was kind of going thinking it was going to be very kitschy, uh, which it was, but then it was also, you know, musically it was cool too. Yeah, I had I had friends in high school who couldn't separate the world of wrestling from the hallways of our school, and I had to eventually stop hanging out with them because I was sick and tired of like getting body slammed in the hallway or like picked up over there. Like it just was really tired tiring to be 125 pounds and picked up by these other men that wanted to swing me around the hallways and slam me on the floor and talking really manly wrestling voices and i was like uh, i can't do this anymore the, 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 this was when in high school and i i had the, the I had, there was a guy in middle school that was like that that's what i mean and he it, would just come up and like there. body slam people i'm like but that's kind of fit for middle school but when it's you perfect. get to high school like everybody grew out of that uh, yeah and i thought Not it would everybody. happen it never did never did we've got you mic'd up here to play live which is very cool um but as we as we generally do here in the studio, we have we have lots of microphone problems. So I have no idea which microphone is on your guitar. So if you could if you could strum for a second, I'm gonna find it. Right here. I found it. Um, the, uh, the that that that's that's one of the things is that there's mics that come into here, but who knows where they go and Can make where they've been. been. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I don't want to get too close to mine. <laughs> yeah, this is dirty, dirty. Mutiny place. radio. Mutiny radio. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy bits. Get a little raunchy. I mean, we try to keep it classy in here, but no promises once we leave. That's for sure. Um, uh, what song would you like to play with us? Play for us live. Uh, this tune is uh, the title track of my album Natural State. It's going to be released. Um, in 2020, been working on it for some time and it's ready to rock. So this is the title track. This is called Natural State. Find 
believe what I believe And if I don't ever conceive of Something beyond what I know Then I will never ever grow And if I'm caught in my head My heart may beat but I'll be dead Cause I ain't living as a whole Like in the dark to so much yeah so that record will be coming out uh, in the early part of the year and if anybody wants to uh, get notified about it you can follow me on Facebook or Spotify it's Aliza Hava A-L-I-Z like zebra A H-A-V like Victor A. I just did it thank you right on <laughs> right on right on the uh, what song goes well with that song hmm well that was kind of an uppy one so I'll play a little Different. Well, actually, this is this is kind you of like can, a rainy night kind of song. You can take us anywhere you want to take us. All right. I'll take you on a journey. Seems like I've been here before. I don't know, but one thing's for sure. I'm far from home. After all's been said and done And I watch the setting sun I'm cold and alone Up in the distance I hear a melody I walk through wooden doors And I see poetry 
That's good. It's too good to just be in front of the three of us bozos. <laughs> we have an audience out there. Yeah. Call in. That's They're true. just digital. That's true. Tell us what you think. If you're listening. All right. Okay, so nice. the exciting conclusion on why you got fired. Oh. Okay. Make it juicy. Right on. Okay, so so I'm working at a top 40 radio station, uh, and I had... Ho- uh, yeah, right? <laughs> and this is in the late 90s, so it's like oh, nice. a lot of Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys. Uh, yeah. And so... Um, and it's one of these radio stations that's a, it's a, uh, it's a conglomerate of multiple stations. So it was like literally a hallway, and each door in the hallway had like a 6 by 6 studio in it. Mm-hmm. And there was a country station, uh, a top 40 station, an easy listening station, uh, <coughs> sports talk, uh, uh, news talk, 
all the way down the hallway. So I worked there because I during the week I was a sports guy for the ABC affiliate. So I anchored the sports and covered sports. But for fun on the weekends, I used to do a show that they called the Saturday Night Super Mix. Hmm. Sounded like I was like the world's best DJ. But oh, yeah. in reality, it was just pre-programmed CDs that I would have like time cues on it. So I knew where I could talk. Oh. Okay. So each week I would... Uh, I would do um, uh, a quiz question or a poll question, and whoever I decided had the best answer, I'd send them a T-shirt. Oh, nice. And when I first started, we had analog tape, and I had been trained to cut and splice tape. Oh, wow. Using a razor blade, Epic. the whole nine yards, right? Old school. Really? So old school. I would I would record all the phone calls, and I. You know, cut it really quick during, during, you know, while the music was playing. And then I, you know, play snippets of, you know, okay, now we're back. We're going to check the phone lines. And, we, you know, it was nothing live. Mm. About halfway through my tenure there, they switched to digital. This is the first time that we had converted to digital. And so now I've got to learn how to, like, edit uh, digital files, mm -hmm. which wasn't incredibly difficult because all I was doing was I was just, like, cutting up, uh, you know, audio files. Mm -hmm. and, and so it wasn't, it wasn't difficult. I wasn't doing mixing or anything. I was just literally cutting files. But it was still a little bit of a learning curve and like it's something I wasn't used to. Okay, so here we are. It's the Christmas season. This is like right now in 1998, mm. so 20 some odd years ago. And the quiz question I asked this week was, have you been naughty or nice? Mm. Now, most of my listeners were either high school kids or the, the kids that were going to the college where the radio station was. Mm -hmm. And... They would call in and they would, you know, it, and I, so I'd get these range of, of answers on any given question that I'd asked that kind of run, ran the gamut from like little kids giving cool answers and to drunk teenagers. So on this particular evening, I said, okay, who's been naughty or who's been nice? And I was getting a variety of answers. And I remember this one little girl called in and she said, I, I've been really nice. And then I would ask, I would follow up and say, okay, well, if you've been nice, you know, what are, what are you expecting for, for Christmas this year? And she told this whole story about she took care of her friend's bunnies, and so she wanted a bunny for Christmas. To which I how told old her, was she? She's probably like nine. Okay. okay to which I told yeah. her, I said, "Oh, I said, well, I'll check with Santa Claus, uh, and so, um, but I can't make any promises." Meanwhile, yeah. the country station was running uh, like syndicated program, and they had a high school kid that used to sit and watch the board and play commercials, mm -hmm. and he was walking by, so I waved him in, and he came in, and I and I, I said, "Pretend you're Santa Claus," and so then you know he he pretended he was Santa Claus and, and, and said, well, I'll think about getting you the oh, bunny. Oh, okay. Oh. So he's still sitting in there and I take the next call because I've got a long, I've got a long, uh, you know, music bed that, that we're waiting to, to, you know, so I could take like five, six calls. The next guy calls in and he's extremely intoxicated and he proceeds to say, hey man, how about I, I come down there and, and hang out with you guys? Um, and I said, well, I don't think so. Uh, and the preceding um, uh, uh, break before when I had put on some other callers, I had said, don't worry if you were naughty this year. Um, Santa Claus has a has an after Christmas naughty party for all the naughty people. Hmm. So he goes, well, I want to come to that naughty party you were talking about. And I was like, oh, um, oh, yeah, of course. I said, well, let me check with Santa. He's sitting right here. And so then this, this kid goes, well, I don't know, sir. I don't think you can come down to the naughty party. You know, you might not be naughty enough. He goes, no, man, I'm totally naughty. He's all, in fact fact i've got my girlfriend here in the car how would i bring her down and everybody there can with my girlfriend and so 
Did he say? What did he say on air? Did he say? Don't say it. No, you can say it. I'm not gonna say it. It's me. It's me. It was rough, and so we're laughing, but like it's all just being recorded, and and so we're just like you know we're cracking up, and and you know sometimes you'd get bored, and so we're like egging this guy, this guy on, and then he proceeds to to say how much his girlfriend would enjoy it if she came down, and that it could be with anybody that was there at the station at the time, and that he would also bring some of his um, homegrown uh, uh, herbal supplements with him for us to also indulge in. That was he just, not legal like at the time. carrots which and was celery. Carrots and celery. He really, really, really wanted mm. to come to this uh, naughty party at the radio station. And so... The one that wasn't even happening. Wasn't even happening. <laughs> so we're cracking up. And this guy's really graphic in what he's saying. Good and for him. And, and we're, we're pushing that. Key. And so, so I finally, I'm, I realize, okay, I'm going to have to go back into, uh, to do, you know, um, some, some bits. And so I said, okay, man, I go, Actually I go, we've got to let you go. Well, the music's been playing the whole time and I'm just like recording this. And so, but I've got to get edited some of the actual phone calls that I could air. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, okay, we got to go, man, hang up on him. And I look and like the phone lines are going nuts. Wow. Uh, interesting. Uh, so I hit the, I hit the, I go, well, I got time to get one more call. And so I let, and this guy's like. I can't believe you just played that on the air, man. That was crazy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, that naughty or nice thing. I said, the, the girl with the bunnies and her friend. And he goes, no, nah, man, the guy that wants to bring his girlfriend down to the... And I go, and I looked over and in my haste to try to understand the new equipment, I had left the whole thing live. <laughs> so that whole First time conversation it was live. went out live. The whole thing went out live. Oh. And it went out live over uh, a remix version of Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. That was what was playing underneath <laughs> it the whole time. This guy... Background uh, so, music. So I turn white and I'm like, oh my god, what did I do? And so I quickly I hang up and the next call this guy and he's, he's raging. I'm coming down there right now. I'm going to murder you. I can't believe you were talking like that on the radio. I'm in the car with my nine-year-old daughter. She heard that whole thing. And the first thing I'm thinking is, why don't you change the station? And second, it's like, oh, my God, I, this is not good. <laughs> so the net, then my, my friend, who went by the name of Uncle Larry, he was working at Uncle the, Larry. He was working two doors down at the Easy Listening Station. He comes course, walking yes. in, and he goes, dude, what, what are you doing down here? He's like, my phone lines won't stop ringing. Everybody's trying to get through to you, and they know that it's part of the same radio group so they're calling me and i'm going oh no this is not good so i clear a line and i call the station director and i said uh dude i made a mistake and he's like well what did you say and i said "Uh, i'm not even sure uh i know i didn't say anything inappropriate but i egged this guy on Uh and so they said well did you record it and i looked and i never even recorded the phone call so i had nothing to even show what had been done okay and uh so he goes, well, just finish your, your show, but don't say anything else on the air. Just let the music play yeah. and, run, and run carts. So I did that for the rest. Um, and then they called me in on, like, this is a Saturday on, on uh, Monday. I came into the station. They had gotten over, a, over and this is, how old, this is how long ago this was, over 2,000 faxes. Faxing. People were faxing in complaints. Wow. The phone lines. Now, yeah, every people single, have too much time. Every single person in the building uh, that worked, all the salespeople, everybody, all their voicemails were full. Because wow. people were just going, like, send me to a voicemail. I don't care which one. Sounds I'm like you should be promoted. Where was this? <laughs> yeah, video this was in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, that's and uh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, and so so that was really bad. So technically, they put me on indefinite suspension, and I like never went back. So I think I'm probably eligible to go back to work at some point. It's like <laughs> nice. you got redshirted or something. Yeah. What? But what was what was really sad is that um, 
uh, there was a next no to the party. TV station. There was a subway, and I used to go in there a lot on on my break to get sandwiches, and because uh, uh, it was the closest place that I wasn't going to freeze walking to. Hmm. And so I got to know the people that were in there. And the next time I came in, they looked at me and they would just like shook their heads and put their heads down. Oh, man, I couldn't believe you did that. <laughs> Can't Jesus. Believe you did that. Yeah, people were really like hurt. unforgiving. And I'm like, it was an accident. Of course, I wouldn't do that on purpose. But yeah. Um, so, so I guess I wasn't really fired. I'm, I could probably go back and ask for my job at this point. It seems right. I got why they did that. Is it's the like, station you, even... You, you can't have that guy that did that come yeah. back on the air. Like, people are going to be really upset. Oh, yeah. So I totally got upset. it, yeah. Luckily, I used a different name on the radio than I did on TV, because oh. the TV station probably would have been really upset with me as well, but I used a fake name on the radio, so it didn't, people didn't make the connection. <laughs> but yeah. And I wish I could tell you exactly what he said. I'm actually... Why not? Because uh, it is incredibly vulgar. That's what we're, we're going yeah, for. I, I That's understand. That's the name of our new station. <laughs> vulgar, vulgar Radio. radio. Incredibly I'm gonna vulgar I'm going to do it, show. though. You know, you guys know The Moth? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to tell the story, the full story uh, at The Moth at some point. Oh, shit. We need and that. And so then, then you guys can come listen to it there. Yeah. We, it's, uh, yeah please. It's, it's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was my foray into radio and getting fired for making a huge mistake. Two huge mistakes. One leaving the you know the technical mistake, but second, yeah. I should have never indulged this guy. Yeah. The sad thing was this this kid that was pretending to be Santa Claus, who was like 15 years old, was excited to be working at radio, was probably telling all his friends, "Man, I work at a radio station." Oh no, he got canned. Oh yeah, damn. yeah, and he got canned because I didn't say any. You know, there was no recording of this, and I didn't mention him. But he went and fessed up. Oh, he, he said was he was that. there, and and they said, "Oh, well, did you participate?" And he said yes, and so they let him go. And I was yeah. like, "Dude, why did you say anything? Like nobody would have ever known, and nobody would have cared. It wasn't. Yeah, your, he's an honest guy. He kept his integrity. I guess so. Yeah, he's probably." Um, Never going to be president. So you would, you might say technology killed the radio star. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's rough. Technologic. Rough. So speaking of technology killing the radio star, I got a question for you. Yes. So we know that like a lot of these tech companies have uh, been responsible for um, legislation, new legislation mm-hmm. that started in the California government. We're here in California, so I have a music business artist lawyer question. I think nice. you told me we have to. I have to keep you guys on track. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, please, yeah. please, please keep us on track. Subject. Um, we have this uh, legislation that was recently passed, uh, the, the AB5, AB5 bill yeah. Yeah. that is uh, meant to you know, help uh, people who are generally part of the gig economy get yep. fair wages. Uh, this came out of the Dynamics ruling from the California Supreme Court. Anybody who's been following it, any independent artists who have been following a uh, recent article that came out in, a, in uh, Ari, Ari's Take, the popular blog for independent artists, there's just a lot of buzz in the, in the music world right now about this particular ruling and how it's going to affect independent musicians, especially... Uh, non-union independent artists, which is very different from little labels, uh, whether it's a major or an independent label, or if it's a um, an entity that's operating, um, you know, bringing bringing a lot of musicians under you know under their um, umbrella, so to speak, to, to to do different projects. But specifically, when it comes to independent artists and how they're going to be affected by it, I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about that as a, as a lawyer who is aware of, of this. For sure. Yeah, and it comes up, okay, so the bulk of my clients are in uh, entertainment as individuals. 
either on talent side as musicians, actors, voice talent, uh, or they have small businesses that they're running production studios, uh, producers, independent film production companies. So this bill would affect people in entertainment equally. So while the blog article that you referenced from Ari is specific to music, it would, this would potentially have the same effect on independent filmmaking as well. And, and screenwriters, screenwriters and also freelance writers, freelance journalists, journalists right. um, photographers, photographers. There, okay. there are some carve outs, uh, but the carve outs for writers are really, really um, rough uh, because you can only write 35 articles. You can only make a certain amount of money um, before you trigger the obligation for the person that you're writing for to consider you an employee. Mm. And that's really what we're talking about here is yeah. the employer independent contractor dichotomy. Right. So, um, so how does this really work? And, and first let me preface this by saying that if you have an actual issue with this, or you think it's going to affect you or your business, please go talk to a lawyer about your specific case. We're going to talk in some generalities here, but do not rely on what we're going to discuss here to be the be all end all. Uh, we are discussing some general things, but your specific case may be, uh, uh different. I wonder um, if and California so, lawyers for the arts, arts. yeah, and CLA is going to have thing about this. There, yeah. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of discussion because the law is going to trigger on January first. Um, my assumption is that it's going to immediately enter into litigation. It's going to be challenged and right. it's going to get bogged down in litigation, meaning it won't be enforced until whatever happens happens. Right. right now, there are certain professions that are exempt under it. I'm exempt as a lawyer, so I don't have to worry about ever being considered an employee when I work for clients directly mm -hmm. as, a, in, as a contractor. Doctors, uh, anyone that, uh, architects, um, uh, and then there's been some other carve-outs for some industries that were really concerned with this, namely like hairstylists and estheticians. Right. Uh, You're talking about exemption. Exemption, meaning yeah. they don't have to worry about what this law says. Right, they're not part of, they're, they're not, not included, gonna be, in, be this included in this. They're not going to be included in this. And the industry industry tried to get uh, music and film uh, independent uh, people uh, also exempt, but there was some discussion over whether or not the unions were trying to overreach in, in seeking the exemption and use the exemption for maybe some areas and some people and some parts of the industry that really shouldn't have been subject to the exemption, and so basically they just got shut out. They weren't representing the entire population of musicians right. Right. throughout California. They were... Pop, they were uh, representing potentially their own private their, yeah yeah uh, parties parties interests. exactly yeah. and so but those are the parties that are negotiating and on behalf of the independent artists because the independent artists obviously are not unionized or have a have who a voice is negotiating in the on on behalf of non-union members that's what that's I want to know right yeah so. so that's the problem is that there right. really is nobody within the, the industry that's at the table yet. and the and the problem yeah. here is that some of the other places or, or industries where uh, they, they, you know, got together and, you know, collectives, you know, sent letters in and whatnot. They were, they didn't have anybody representing that industry at all. But here there is representation of the industry, but it's at the highest level from the unions. And they were asking for something uh, that they were not going to get. And so it trickled down and affected everybody below them. And that's why there's yeah. no exemption currently. But yeah. I don't think that, you know, my opinion is that as, as, this, uh, as the enforcement of this law tries to take effect, that either A, it won't be enforced uh, in, in, in the way that everybody might fear, or in the way that the law is written against everyone equally, they're going to be going after the Lyfts and the Ubers and the DoorDashes and the Postmates of the world, the gig economy. They're not going after um, 
uh, an artist who hired a producer in the studio and paid him 50 bucks. Okay, now, so that's not I wanna... that's the, so while the law is written that yes it could affect that I don't think that that is going to be the intent mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. The second thing is what we're talking about here is is basically a taxation issue. So um, it doesn't affect rights. It doesn't affect uh, uh, what you received, and and it's going to affect the employer side, okay, and not necessarily the employee side. So if you are the one hiring the producer to come in and work for you, you are the one that might face the penalty for not having classified the, com- the producer correctly. But if you're the producer or you're the studio musician, you're likely not going to be affected uh, by, by any government decision. Right. So I want to speak to this. I'm an independent artist, right? And I'm a producer and I'm a songwriter yep. and I do all of my own stuff and I hire out generally independent contractors so if i want to pay a session musician a couple hundred bucks to play on this or to do this or you know part in a session yep. essentially what this law is saying just to break it down for people who don't really uh, haven't heard about this law or what it what it actually entails for the for the music industry it would require anybody that's hiring anyone to um, to do a particular task would have to register as an employer and then employ out another person, um, even if it's just a one-time hire, which means you'd have to uh, register as an employer, pay employment taxes, mm-hmm. and and do payroll. And to do that, you have to do it on a consistent basis. So, which means that I would right now I operate as a as a DBA. I'm a sole proprietor, right? So I can 1099 people, and that's totally legit. And I put it on my Schedule C, and that's how I report, right? But under this case, I would have to incorporate and become an employer and then um, pay employment taxes. You know, it's it's like taking on an entire yeah. um, employment. So you wouldn't have to incorporate or, or do anything there. Where, where, you, where you would be imposed liability is in withholding taxes, so putting someone through payroll. So essentially, if that person was actually considered a, a misclassified employee, someone who you'd said you're a contractor, but the law comes in and says, no, that's an employee. You would then be responsible for having uh, not put them through payroll and done withholdings. Uh, right now, how, how withholdings work is essentially you keep 15% of the employee's salary that you pay them. And that has to be, uh, and essentially as the employer, you pay seven and a half and the employee pays seven and a half. That's that withholding tax that we see on our W-2 forms. That money goes to the government. That's your self-employment tax. Um, So you would then, as the employer for making the mistake, you would have to pay the full 15%. Uh, secondly is there's workers comp. Okay. So that's the insurance that employers have to pay into in case something happens to someone on the job and social security and, and, and social security is part of that 15%. But, but the insurance that you would have to, to have for having these people come to wherever it is that you're, that you're now employing them, the studio, uh, you would be dinged by California for not holding the workers' comp insurance. So there'd be a penalty that you'd have to pay there um, and and into the workers' compensation funds. So those are the two big areas. The third thing is um, that uh, you have to be aware now of wage and hour rules, right? You have to pay someone minimum wage, right? And if they work overtime, if they work more than eight hours in a day, 
40 hours in a week, you have to pay them overtime based on the minimum wage. So for most, for, for, for the most part, if you bring in a studio musician and they're there for three hours and you pay them a hundred bucks, you, you're not worried about minimum wage. You've got it covered. Right. But if somebody came in and you paid them 25 or if it was a friend that didn't, that you said they didn't want to be paid, that might be problematic. Now you might have to pay someone under this law because otherwise, because otherwise you violated wage and hour laws. These people can't right. work for free. So you understand why this law in particular becomes so complicated, so complicated. for independent artists who are doing, who are responsible Anyone for, they can't volunteer. Yeah. What about volunteering? No, or? you know, you really can't, you're not supposed to have interns. The only way you can have an unpaid intern is either they're getting credits uh-huh. through school okay. or the 100% of the value of the internship is for the intern. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So they're not doing work for you. They're not getting you coffee. They're they're there and you're giving them stuff to help further their career, giving yeah. them access to equipment or technology or resources that they, they wouldn't otherwise have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the minute that they start doing work for you, mm-hmm. uh, then it starts to go into the gray area. Okay. The threshold issue here, though, is that currently there's a test for whether or not someone's a contractor or an employee. And the test has to do with how much control the contracting or the employer has over the person. The more control, the more likely it's an employee. The less control, uh, the more specialized the person's skills are, the more likely they can be considered a contractor. The new test uh, moves away from that and goes to this uh, concept of, are they performing a critical function for your business? Um, So there's a lot of thought that even if um, musicians are not exempt under the law, that by virtue of the of the job that they're doing and the fact that they're doing a one hour session here and then a one hour session there and producing for this person producing for that person that it's not likely going to trigger the requirement to make them an employee they might actually still be exempt under the test that's that's under the law right now if you hire a, a producer that's going to be working exclusively for you for the next 3 months that might be different but if you just hired someone for the day and then they also were working for lots of other people for the day. It may not, they, they may still be considered a contractor under the new test. So there's that component too. The, the, the pragmatic view here, at least initially, again, is that there's gonna, this is going to get bogged down in litigation and eventually there will be a carve out. But also somebody has to initiate an investigation at the government level into whether or not the person was misclassified as a a contractor and the government isn't necessarily looking at fifty dollar hundred dollar two hundred dollar five hundred dollar gigs that are being done uh, on independent film and tv and music projects the penalties that are there would be very low Okay, so even if you had to pay the 15%, let's say you paid someone $100 and you were now dinged with having to pay the 15% self-employment tax, that's $15. And then the workers' comp, right? So maybe that's another... I think we're talking about a right? bigger issue, though. So, it's, so, yeah. so I think on a pragmatic level, it might be you know enforcement, but I get where you're going, too. Like, the danger of having this law even there and, and, is and an issue. Perpetually. And perpetually. Right. And then once, the, once we get into another situation like... Uh, the last time that that we had issues with these type of uh, with the contractor employee dichotomy was in the latter part of the aughts when the economy was really bad, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and the government was going, California was going, hmm. Where can we get some more money? Let's start looking at all of these people who issue 1099s and we'll open investigations and see if they should actually have been contractors and we'll try to get 
will nickel and dime all these businesses. So a lot of uh, graphic design firms, you know, independents that were bringing in independent contractors to do finishing work were getting nailed for misclassifying employees. People that had like a a part-time receptionist that they were trying to consider being as a contractor were getting nailed because the state had a vested interest in nickel and diming everyone so that they could fill their coffers. Um, and so right now the state is very robust. So the chances of them going to, you know, uh, uh, a venue saying, Hey, you pay artists $50 to come play at your venue that that should have been an employee. You should have run them through payroll, um, is probably very slim, but what happens in two years if the economy collapses and now the state's going, we need to go after everyone, then that having this law could be problematic, especially if there's now any, you know, um, cases on the books where they did classify musicians and independent artists and and actors and whatnot as employees uh if that's the way that they leaned right under the if they if they applied the test and they said yep all these independents are are employees not contractors that would be definitely problematic so what is the current workaround the best workaround that's available right now is business to business transactions don't fall under this because there's no uh, contractor involved so to the extent that you are an independent musician producer actor filmmaker uh forming an llc or corporation and then doing business out of that uh, that that uh, LLC or corporation. That's why I said earlier yeah. you'd have to incorporate. Right, but all, being but a DBA that you would want on probably the, not as with, uh, that's no good. No right. DBA is a sole proprietor or right. a partnership. Right. But you would want that on the employee side. You would want the person that you hire okay, to, be, to be the business. You right. you don't have to be, but the person you hire does. Okay, because then you're not hiring an individual to do a job. You're hiring a company. And that company is supplying the services of the individual. But don't they also get 1099? Then you would 1099 the company, correct. You would 1099 their company. They would, their company would have its own EIN. You would do, your contract would be between you and their company, not between you and them. So that's the workaround right now. It's so expensive, it's about the individual though. as yeah. the independent contractor mm-hmm. rather than the company as the independent contractor. That's right. Interesting. I have another question that I, I haven't read about this anywhere. I've been doing my research. I yeah. even made a little website to help get people educated about this and start like a little social media rally cry, you know, if anybody wants to get behind and it. And it's definitely worth writing into yeah. the state legislature and to, you know, the governor's office and say, this is not correct. Well, uh, it's just not taking into account. It's right. not taking into account the realities of how it's, this business operates. Exactly. And I think that that was part of the validity of what was being written in that article. But it wasn't just totally. that article. There were a lot of other articles that came out in September when the law first passed yep. that were just as inflammatory. Yep. Um, and I think that there's a very relevant reality to it. It's this. a terrible law to have on the books it's, for the entertainment, independent entertainers <laughs> and in, in California. It's a terrible law to have on the yeah. books. But again, I think looking at it from a pragmatic standpoint, one is this law is going to go through some changes before it's actually enacted. And two, even if you were in a position where the law was in effect and it says what it says, that on a pragmatic level, if you continue to operate the way you did, the chances that you would get sucked into something are probably very slim. Again, this is why I think that it makes a lot of sense, depending upon the nature of the actual project that you're doing, that you talk to somebody about your specific issue. But in general, 
they're not the state has no interest in going after someone that paid fifty dollars right, to someone else. There's no, there's no. But you're absolutely right. Having this, this is a terrible law on it, and and. Uh, um, for musicians, for musicians and creators, Correct. and creators not necessarily of all. for drivers, and yeah. not, not yeah, necessarily for drivers, not necessarily for some people that are in the that are actually in the gig economy, but terrible for tattoo artists and beauticians and and massage are they therapists, exempt? and that's why they all got an exemption. That's why right? they got it. So this leads to my next question, which again I didn't read about this anywhere, but it dawned on me when I was looking at the classification of those who are not exempt. Right. It usually is. It falls under some kind of creative service so it made me wonder where is copyright coming into play in this so, dynamic this is a great question thank you so copyright would not be affected at all if you had an agree if you and i had an agreement okay and i was producing music for you and you hired me for a hundred bucks and i signed a work for hire agreement saying that everything i create belongs to you and later the, the state came to you and said mark was a, an employee not a contractor the Part of our agreement that has to do with rights is not affected in any way. This is between you and the state and me and the state. It has nothing to do with me and you and me. It all has to do with taxes that are owed to the state. So any agreement that we had that said, I am giving you the rights to whatever I created, that is not affected whatsoever. So I think that a lot of artists don't realize that when they are recording something, um, it, they basically own the copyright unless Correct. they sign an artist release form. Right. And it's very important. Now, a lot of friends get in the studio, bands get in the studio. They don't necessarily have agreements. They don't necessarily uh, necessarily understand that right. that's the reality. But um, that's another thing that I think people really need to be aware of. And also freelance writers and, you know, people who are writing copy for, you know, blogs and things like that. You know, there's Absolutely. graphic design. I mean, mm -hmm. this is all this is all relevant the law, law basically says, whether we're talking music, film, graphic design, any, you know, website, writing, anything. The law basically says that absent a written agreement, everyone who participates in the creation of a work is an equal copyright owner with everybody else that participated in the creation of the work. So without a written agreement, if you bring in a studio musician to work with you, they own the copyright in the song that's created. It doesn't matter that you paid them. Payment has nothing to do with copyright law. Doesn't matter that you paid them. Doesn't matter that you guys had a handshake deal. Absent a written agreement, there can be no transfer of copyright rights. And the law says everyone that participated in the creation is an equal copyright owner. So extremely important to have everything that you do when you're working creative in writing. On the one hand, dealing with money. And on the other hand, dealing with rights. Uh, two totally different issues that can be handled completely different ways and can express two totally different ideas, but they must both be addressed. Uh, otherwise, it can lead to lots and lots of problems. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, there's been a, there's been a, a, a rule on the books for years that says that anything that, that is considered a work for hire, uh, must, you must pay uh, workers comp for the person that you hired to do the work for hire. So if you hired a fine artist to create a sculpture for you and you had a work for hire agreement saying that you're going to own it, you're technically supposed to get workers comp for them, even though they're working at their house on their time and you have no idea when they're doing it. It's a quirk in the law that's just plain disregarded for the most part. Hmm. But it's the same type of thing as we're talking yeah. here. When this first came out, it was heavily written about, oh my God, I can't believe they're going to do this. This is going to 
ruin everything. Everybody's going to leave. But it just simply wasn't enforced. But it's still there. So at some point, it could be enforced. This is the same thing here. While I don't think that it's going to have this, like, immediate devastating, everything's going to, you know, the sky is falling, having it on the books in and of itself is a problem Yeah, the way it's written. And I think also just specifically, you know, for those of you who are still listening, (laughs) because this is definitely a heady conversation, um, we're really talking about how this is impacting the the new music economy, the the, the kind of comeback of the music industry that's happening um, as streaming. Streaming is starting to to blossom. You know, have artists are, are more in control of, of their careers than ever before. You know, these are some of the issues that my startup is working to to help artists navigate. Indeed. But also, you know, it's it's coming at a time where so many artists are feeling more empowered, and then it's like a law like this is like, oh, is a slap in the face. Yeah, it's a total. It's a total like rug out from under yeah. your feet it's a slap in the face because it's basically the people who have been elected to represent all of our interests just completely you know not acknowledging that the that the industry exists and it's it's the same thing for uh or that this segment of the industry right this segment yeah. doesn't exist yeah. right because essentially if you work for if you're an actor that works for a studio on a studio picture you're an employee if you are hired under uh, uh by a record label it's an employment contract and so there, it's that's the way that it's set up, uh, but it's not taking any consideration is is not being given to independent music, independent filmmaking, and anybody that's working in the creative arts that is independent. And and again, I think my opinion is that that's going to get addressed. Let's, let's uh, through hope so. litigation. Let's find, a, uh, let's find a representative to represent yeah. the non-union musicians right? at the state level. And everybody the RIAA in the and, and the A2IM and all the other players at the table. Yeah. The union. Basically say, hey, look, we understand we're going to apply by the rules, but don't don't screw with the, these guys. Yeah. Um, let's see. If if we want to follow up on questions, what's what Mark, what's your social media? Social media, at uh, ARC Law Group. So ARC Law Group <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, uh, all those places. Yeah. Corey, how do we find you on social media? Uh, silence, no good. That's why. Everywhere? Just Yeah, just do that. Read your blogs? Read my blogs, listen to me, talk to me, call me. Nice. I'm not going to give you my number, though. Yeah. Maybe or or address. Uh, yeah, probably not that either. No. It's probably not a good idea. Yeah, probably not. I don't know who's listening to this. <laughs> nice. And you can find me at first name Stefan, last name Aronson, or on Balance Breakfast with No Vowels. And uh, how how would you like to end this out with some music? Um, and plug yourself, too. <laughs> yeah. The plug. Plug it. Well, um, first of all, for any artists who are listening, I'd love for you to check out what we're doing at Musicians Base. So um, we just launched our social media stuff so it's um at musicians base b-a-s-s and um my stuff is at aliza hava music a-l-i-z-a-h-a-v-a music um on linkedin um instagram twitter facebook yeah i'm all the you can find me um so we've been talking so much about independence this is a song off my first record this is called independent nation Independent 
of the soul Takes time and love to move beyond illusions of control